Do you ever wonder if you're spending enough time with God? Do you question how to spend more time with God when you have responsibilities and demands of everyday life that seem endless and constantly overwhelming? If so, today's video is for you because I'm going to be providing you with seven simple and practical ways to make space for God in your life, no matter how busy you are. Stay tuned. Hello beloved and welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. If you are new here, welcome to Beloved and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a video and visit us at belovedwomen.org to join the sisterhood. For those of you returning, welcome back. At Beloved Women, we fully stand by the statement that a full life cannot run on an empty soul. And what we mean by that is although we understand life is busy and that there are demands and responsibilities calling at you from multiple areas of your life, it is also true that we cannot intentionally and purposely meet those demands of our lives if we're not feeding our souls by connecting with God. Our spiritual life very much has an impact on our physical and mental lives. So regardless of whether we're busy or not, if we don't make time to refresh our souls with the presence of God, we won't have the time or energy or strength to really serve in the physical and mental aspects of our lives. So the question then is, well, how can we live in these two spaces? How can we actually make time for God when life is already busy? That's what we're going to be talking about today. How to make room for God in your life by giving you seven ways to make your heart a home for Christ. I have a best friend whose name is Sade, and she is one of the most hospitable people that I know. We were just talking the other day about how hospitality is without question one of her spiritual gifts, and she was recently asked to lead the hospitality department in her church. And I know exactly why they asked her, because Sade is kind, giving, and welcoming. If you ever came to her house, you would notice her decorations and how she sets up her furniture and the pictures on the wall and everything is so warm and cozy and inviting. She creates an atmosphere where you just want to come in, sit down and talk to her because she is hospitable. That is exactly what I hope today's video will help us to do in our spiritual lives, to cultivate hearts that invite Christ in so that regardless if we're busy or not, our hearts are always open to him. He wants to speak to us in whatever season we are. And when we develop hearts that are homes for Christ, we can then ensure that we always make room for God in our lives, no matter how busy we are. So today I'm giving you seven ways we can make our hearts a home for Jesus. Number one, expect him. The first way that we can make our hearts a home for Christ is to expect him. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he 
with me. What we're seeing here is that God wants to be in relationship with us. He has taken the first step and he's knocked on the door of our hearts. So we don't need to expect God to turn his back on us and not to want to be in relationship with us. We don't need to expect him to put his nose up at us because we've made a mistake yesterday or last year or 10 years ago. We need to expect God to want to be in our lives so that we can receive him as such. We must believe that Jesus wants to be a part of our lives because we can't truly open up our hearts to Jesus if we don't realize and expect that he desperately wants to be a part of our lives. Number two, invite him. The second way that we can make our hearts a home for Christ is we have to open the door. Listen, Jesus is knocking. We know that he actually wants to be a part of our lives now, but we have to invite him in. Jesus said that he will knock at the door of your heart, but he will not knock the door down. You have to let him in. Now, here's the thing. Many of us may get that feeling like, oh wait, my heart is not clean enough. Have you ever had an unexpected guest come to your house and you experience this rush of anxiety because your house is a mess? You are worried that they are going to judge you so you don't want to invite your unexpected guest in. You may even pretend like you're not home because you don't want them to see your mess. But here's the truth about Jesus. We don't have to clean up our mess before we open the door. He's not gonna peek his head in and be like, oh no, this is too messy. She got too much drama. She has too much unforgiveness. She has too much bitterness in her heart. I'm not going in there, no. Jesus came and he's knocking at the door of your heart to help you clean up. As much as a hospitable host as you can be for Christ, he is even more a better guest. He is the best guest to invite into the home of your heart. Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What that means is God didn't wait for us to get our lives perfect before he knocked on the door of our hearts. He knows what's behind the door. He knows what's in your heart and he decided that he wanted to knock anyways. He still wants to make a home in your heart. Still, we have to choose to let him in and not allow our insecurities and our fears get in the way of receiving one of the best gifts that God has to offer us. Number three, talk to him. The third way that we can make our heart a home for Christ is to talk to him. How do we talk to God? We talk about this all the time on this channel. We talk to God through prayer. Prayer is simply how we commune and communicate with God and it is such a privilege. The beautiful thing is that we can pray about anything and anywhere because our God is omnipresent and he can meet us wherever we are. When you invite someone into your home, you don't want to be antisocial and go up to your room and take a nap leaving them just sitting there in the living room. No. You sit with them and you talk with them. Now the beautiful thing about talking with God, like I said before, is that we can talk to him about anything. A good host knows how to start a conversation with their guest. Why? So that your guests can know you more. The purpose of talking with your guest is so that you can engage with them and get 
to know them. This is the same reason we talk to God. Prayer is not just an opportunity for us to list off our needs and wants, although it's that as well, but it's also an opportunity to develop an intimate relationship with God. If you want some great examples of prayer, look no further than the book of Psalms. There are so many beautiful prayers in that book that can act as conversation starters for you and your guest, Jesus Christ. Number four, dine with him. The fourth way to make your heart a home for Jesus is to dine with him. I don't like to invite anyone over to our house without food because I just assume that people are always hungry and a good hostess never wants her guests to be hungry. Now the host doesn't always have to provide this big home cooked meal. You can cater, order in, or provide light snacks just as long as your guests have something to eat to satisfy any hunger that they may have. As we invite Jesus into our hearts, we have the beautiful opportunity to dine with him. How do we actually and practically dine with God? We study his word. Jesus tells us, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now this connects somewhat with point three, because prayer is our conversation with God, right? But when we dine with God, when we study his word, that is his conversation back to us. It's him speaking his word over our lives and filling us up with his truth. Have you ever had a bad day and things were just not going right, but then you got a word from God and it changed everything. Let's say you read a scripture that day that just really spoke to you, or you heard a sermon that really touched your heart, and you know that it was a word from God that just changed everything. This is what dining with Christ will do. That's what happens when we open our Bibles. We then open our heart even more to hear from God. And let me tell you something, it's life-changing. The fifth way that we can make our hearts a home for Christ and make room for God in our busy lives is to enjoy Him. And we can do this by worshiping Him and taking time to focus our minds on the goodness of our God. Listen, do not make God an item on your to-do list. Don't make dining with Him and talking with Him through prayer just another thing to check off of your to-do list so that you can feel good about yourself. God is greater than any to-do list who deserves our worship, adoration, and time spent where we just think about how good He really is. So compliment God. Tell him how good he has been to you and why you love him so much. This will open up your heart and make it an inviting home for Christ, our Lord and Savior. Number six, prioritize and honor him. The sixth way that we can make our heart a home for Christ is to prioritize him, meaning making sure that he is the guest of honor in our hearts. Let's chat a little bit about Martha and Mary to learn how we can do this. Jesus came to their home and they were both excited to see him, but they both made different decisions on how they would 
host him. Martha decided to make sure that she was cooking and cleaning because Jesus wasn't the only guest that was coming and there were plenty preparations to be made. But Mary, on the other hand, decided to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him teach. Martha gets frustrated because she's like, hold up, I need Mary to come help me. Then she becomes frustrated that Jesus is just sitting there, letting Mary sit there and tells him to tell Mary to help her. She accuses Jesus of not caring. At this point, Martha is coming for everybody, Mary and even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Martha was flustered because she had so much going on. She's so overwhelmed and there was a legitimate amount of logistics and things that did need to be addressed. Does that sound familiar? Let's listen to how Jesus responds to Martha. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. I love how Jesus doesn't condemn Martha for being busy or cooking or taking care of the household. But Jesus gently reminds Martha not to worry about those things, not to worry about many things when only one is really necessary. Only one is better. Mary, who is at Jesus's feet, intently listening to him and enjoying his presence, teaches us how to prioritize God how to put him first and make him the guest of honor in our hearts. So how can we not become distracted by all the real life responsibilities that we have that we just can't ignore? What we have to realize, like Mary realized, is that we can't be anxious about what needs to be done. We have to release it to God. When we put God first, when we say, I'm gonna wake up early and spend time with God, we're putting our faith in Him by believing the time and presence that we offer to God, that He will bless it. We trust that whatever we can't do during that time and whatever responsibility we can't meet because we're with God, God will take care of it or He will give us the strength to do it at a later time. We have to realize that God is the God of time. He created time. We don't have to be so stressed about how and when every little detail is going to get done. We cannot be attentive host to Jesus in our heart with this type of worry and anxiety. We need to have time and margin in our lives where we say, I'm not going to do anything but be with God. It doesn't have to be six hours. It could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. It depends on where you are in your walk with God and what season you are in your life. But it's about having a heart to give your first fruit of time and devotion to God by making him a priority because he is worthy of it. So we should then treat him as the honored guest that he is by prioritizing him and choosing what is better like Mary. Number seven, accommodate him. The seventh and final way that we can make our heart a home for Christ is to accommodate him. When people come to your home, you make special accommodations for their needs, even when it is at an inconvenience to you because you want to treat your special guests the way that you would wanna be treated. Every day of your life, you get to live in your house the way you want to. 
but there are days where you have guests and you accommodate them. So if you have a dog, but your guest has allergies, you then put your dog up somewhere when you would normally let your dog roam around. Or if your guest is cold, then you would turn up the heat a little bit when you normally wouldn't do that to accommodate them and help them feel comfortable. We accommodate God in our hearts by ensuring there is nothing offensive in our hearts to him. What would offend God? Well, sin offends God. How do we get rid of sin? We let him into our hearts to empower us and show us the way. Jesus doesn't just forgive our sins and clean up our hearts. He gives us the power to live holy and set apart lives that develop hearts that accommodate God. When we let Christ into our hearts, we have the power to overcome sin and enjoy fellowship with God. Now I would love to hear from you. What point from today's episode will you implement into your life to make your heart a home for Jesus? Let's encourage one another in the comments of today's video. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit belovedwomen.org to download my free video Bible study called Worry Free to discover the three lies feeding your worry and the truth to set you free so that you can start taking the steps today to make your heart a home for God. For more beloved encouragement, be sure to join the Beloved Women app by downloading our app in the Apple and Google Play stores or visit belovedwomen.tv for unlimited videos to grow your faith Faith, learn God's word and encourage your soul with your beloved sisters all over the world. Thank you so much for watching today. And until next time, be beautiful, be blessed and be loved.